What's going on, everyone? Alex De Silva. I hope you are well. Happy Friday. I hope you're enjoying life. I hope you're having an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. Today, I want to talk about a very, very serious topic. Very serious topic. Today, I want to talk about obesity. It is a it is a serious, serious issue. And one which seems to be glamorized at the moment. And it doesn't make me very happy, I'll be honest with you, because we should not be glamorizing obesity. We should not be glamorizing obesity. Here's why. And I think most of you would very clearly understand why too. But obesity, if if we were to put it on a scale of optimum health, and worst possible health obesity is the worst possible health and it should not be glamorized by any means any shape or form and we seem to be seeing it a lot more on tv adverts social media uh, music videos and and i sympathize And I completely understand, and I'm very compassionate to a degree because I've struggled with my own weight. I've had food addiction. I struggled with overeating, undereating. I've struggled with, you know, eating cookies, ice cream, overeating any kind of food. So food is, you know, is a vice for me. Even today, I still have to be mindful. I have to be mindful around what I eat because because of my my addiction. I've been in recovery over seven years now across multiple addictions. But food is something that we have to eat every day. It it sustains us. But the difference between eating for nutrients, so eating for performance, and eating for entertainment – there is a big difference and we should all be eating for performance. That's what we're here to do. We're here to perform, to perform every single day, our life duties, our life goals, our life purposes, just to enjoy life. The purpose of life is to live. And that's what we're here to do. Now, There is a choice. Of course, we have free will. As human beings, we've been given this beautiful, incredible thing called free will. And when you have free will, you do have the choice to eat whatever you like or don't like. It's completely up to you. But look, let's look at the root causes of obesity. Let's tackle this at the root because... I gave myself so many excuses. I said I'd eat less of this and less of that. And I kept making excuses and eating this bowl of BS, which eventually, like my addiction, like everything else, I had to take accountability for myself. I had to take accountability for myself. I cannot blame anybody for my addictions. I cannot blame anybody for when I was obese. I cannot blame anybody if I am in any form of 
an unhealthy state in mind, body, spirit. It is 100% my responsibility to make sure that I am thriving in mind, body, and spirit. Why? Because I am the person that gets up every morning. I stare myself in the mirror. I get through life. I go to sleep and I repeat it over and over and over again. So this is the first thing. Tackle this BS of victimhood and stop blaming everybody else and everything else for the fact that you're the one shoving things in your mouth and you can't stop doing it. Now, to sympathize, having been an addict myself, I understand how tough it is to just say to someone, why can't you stop? That's something that was said to me before. And I do sympathize because when you get into an addictive behavior, and that's what obesity is, you are addicted to food. That's what you are. You're an addict. You're addicted to food. And you have used food, which will go through the root causes that has got you to this point now. So let's look at some of the points. First one, poor diet. Consuming a diet, high in processed foods, sugary beverages, unhealthy fats, low in fruit, vegetables, I don't want to say whole grains because I personally don't really eat many grains, but meat, which is effectively what is actually really good for you, which has also been portrayed as something that's really bad or low sugar or fat free. There is no such thing. No such thing. Anytime you go for anything that's diet, fat free or anything like that or low fat, they just pump it full of sugar. You are always best off eating the simplest and most effective diet. Meat, eggs, raw milk, hard cheeses, fruits. And then if you want to eat honey, that's also incredible. But I mean, pure honey, not the supermarket stuff, the stuff you get from a local farmer or, or, or something like that. So poor diet. That's one of the, the, the main reasons. That's actually the key reason. One of the key reasons why people are obese, because that's that's our way of survival. And you're not eating for survival. You're not eating for performance. And I don't mean as in an athlete, as in for you to perform at your absolute best every single day. That's it. Simply for you to have an optimum life. You have to eat the things that I've described, which I'll get to a little bit later as well in more detail. So sedentary lifestyle, lack of physical activities or sedentary lifestyle can leisure can lead to weight gain. Spending long hours sitting, whether you're at work or during leisure time, reduces calorie expenditure and continues to weight gain. Gamers, you are guilty of this. I worked for a gaming company that I love, but I see it a lot. Even just in that industry, I was a gamer myself and it just comes with it. You are consistently sitting in front of your laptop or your computer and you are gaming and gaming and gaming for hours and you're shoving sugary things into your mouth or processed foods. And eventually you wonder why you've gained so much weight. You know, it is so important for you to move and to have some form of physical activity. The next one, genetics. 
Genetic factors can play a role in determining an individual's susceptibility to obesity. Some people may have a genetic predisposition to store excess fat or have a slower metabolism. Now, the slower metabolism and uh, storing excess fat, I understand. But you can overcome that. Again, we're not trying to build people here or, or compare anybody with being an athlete. What I am suggesting, and this is research that I've done over the time. I've made some notes here, by the way. So I may be reading a few things because I want to be quite specific and I want to forget things. But this is where I kind of wrote some of this stuff down and, and I do also challenge it. For example, genetics. I know genetics does have a bit of a part to play in things, but so does poor diet. So does not moving your body. And if you start to change these things, you do naturally boost your immune system. And I, again, I'm not saying that you're going to be an ultimate lifter. You're going to be Superman or Superwoman, that you're going to be this incredible athlete, you know, with these incredible genes. But I've seen it myself. I don't think I'm genetically gifted, but through hard work, through eating a consistent, healthy diet, sleeping well, hydrating, and I'll get to all of the good things later, I have been able to maintain a really healthy weight. I've never looked better. I've never felt better. And I'm going to be 43 this year. So I beg to differ with some of these things. And also, here's another one. A lot of people, including myself, in the past, would have looked at some of this stuff that I'm talking about and said, especially the genetics part, and used it as an excuse not to do anything about it. And that's not what I want you to do. I'm sharing the root cause of obesity for you to listen, understand, then take action. Do something about it yourself, because I don't care who you are. You are not 100% 110% happy with who you are. If you cannot run or get up a flight of stairs without blowing your ass, you are not healthy. And I understand that because I remember being overweight. My knees hurt. My back hurt. I was really unfit. And I'm talking walking up the stairs or walking up the escalators. And I was not happy. I was not happy. I would look at other people and say, God, I, I really need to do something about this. But I was holding myself back. I was telling myself that I wasn't good enough. I felt not good enough. I didn't feel like I could achieve that. So I understand. But genetics is not an excuse. Environmental factors is the other one. Environmental factors such as easy access to unhealthy foods fast foods, all of these places now, it is so easy to grab something quickly. And even I, when I travel, when I go somewhere to meetings, to speak, it doesn't matter. I would always go into these places because it's so easy to do it. But I've had to be very mindful, very mindful of what I buy and what I put into my mouth, put into my body. I've had to be very mindful. So often where I can, I prepare my food. 
I take stuff with me because I don't trust, especially nowadays, I do not trust what a lot of these stores, a lot of these fast food places, a lot of these sandwich places, what they sell, how it's made, the the, the quality especially of the food. There are very few places where I probably do trust. And I, if I have to, I will get it from there. But as I said, my diet is consistent of meat, fat, water, salt, fruit. That's pretty much what, what I eat. And I have never felt better. Um, so food marketing, you know, we see these incredible adverts. And there is a supermarket that does the best, best food advert. And I don't want to name them. But uh, it starts with M and ends with S. And in the UK, they are amazing. And their food adverts are, they are mouth-watering. That's what I wanted to use. They're mouth-watering. But still, you know, you are the one that has the free will to to buy into it or not. And I think, look, you know, I'll be very honest. I do have a treat every now and then. I've learned the difference between having something negative every single day because in the long term, it affects me negatively than just having a bit of, you know, I might have some ice cream. And if I'm out with the kids and they want a little cake, I might have a little piece myself or I might get my own piece of cake. And I don't like sharing, so I might get my own piece of cake. And, you know, and then we sit there and we have a great time. Because again, life is for living. But there is a difference between being healthy and allowing yourself treats than being unhealthy and making an excuse to eat more of it. That's not cool. That's absolutely not cool. So it is really important, you know, to understand, you know, our environmental factors combined with the uh, sedentary lifestyle, you know, this can have a massive influence in our eating habits. And it's really, really important, you know, that you keep up your activity levels, you know, and if you're not, this is going to contribute to your obesity. And and you will see everything that I'm sharing here, all the points that I've made, these things are linked. They are linked and they are linked to currently, if you are obese, to your obesity. Now, let me say something else. Don't feel shame. And I'm not telling you not to, because again, I, I just want to correct myself because telling somebody not to feel something is, is it just makes you feel that more. So apologies. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. That's something that I really had to learn to be kind to myself, because when I was struggling, when I was really suffering with my weight and that for me was for years, for years uh, over the last, I'd probably say over the last three years is where I've been very consistent. I've been the most consistent with with my weight, probably a little bit longer, actually. I've been the most consistent. And over the last two years, I've been great. And I'm leaning out even more, keeping muscle, feeling strong in mind, body, spirit. I have clarity. I have focus. My energy is not constantly up and down. And um, I, I will get to that as well. But one of the things I do want to say, as I am mentioning these things, and if they do hit home with you, it's not about taking it personally. It's about being able to take accountability. The truth does hurt. And often or not, the truth should hurt. It should hurt enough to trigger you to take a positive action. 
It should hurt in order for you to take a positive action, not for you to go into victimhood again and continue feeding yourself the things that are making you feel worse. Because the more and more you feed yourself that stuff, the worse and worse you're going to get. And again, I get it. It's the addiction cycle. It's that obsession, that behavior where you're just consistently in this in this hamster wheel that you can't ever get out of. But believe me, you can. And we'll get to that. So psychological factors, emotional factors like stress, anxiety, depression, boredom, trauma, these things are all linked to obesity. Every single one of them are linked to obesity, especially trauma. Trauma is huge when it comes to addiction. Often or not, untreated trauma is has huge links to any form of addiction why because when you when you leave something untreated you are basically holding on to something a trauma for example whether it's mental physical sexual whatever that experience or emotional trauma whatever that may be let's use a sexual trauma for example uh that's something that i can relate to and I'm happy to, to sort of share on that. So when that gets left untreated, so we're talking about emotional, uh, so sexual trauma, that's something which is really deep, sits very deep within us. It causes a real deep scar, a really, really deep scar. And often or not, especially in the society that we're in, where we get told, especially as men, to toughen up, stiff up a lip, and don't get me wrong, I am a man's man, but I'm also, I've realized that that man's man label is a little boy pretending to be a man, but I've had to learn to become a real man and understand that these things do happen and they have happened to me. And I have to accept that they happen. I have to feel the shame, the remorse, the embarrassment, the anger, the frustration, everything i had to feel those emotional experiences in order for me to heal in order for me to begin the healing process to do the work necessary to understand why i'm behaving in the way that i'm behaving whether that's drinking that's uh, drugs and we're talking about obesity so food and often the reason why we eat to excess is because we are trying to numb. We're trying to numb the pain. Some people do it with alcohol. Some people do it with drugs. People do it with food also. People do it with shopping. They want to get away. They want to remove themselves from the stress, depression, anxiety, trauma. It's become such a normalized thing that we don't realize, consciously realize what we're actually doing until we have those moments where we sit there and go, oh my God, why am I still stuffing my face? Or you've finished stuffing your face, which this has happened to me. And then all of a sudden, also I'm watching TV. So my brain isn't really registering how much I'm eating. All of a sudden, my body gets to the point where I'm like, dude, stop. You're like, you're going to be sick. And then eventually I do stop and I have been sick because I've eaten too much. And then I'm wondering why I feel like crap. So it's all of these things are linked. 
and this is why I wanted to to draw this out, you know, for you to see, it's not just the fact that, you know, you're a fat, I was going to swear, but you're a fat idiot or you, and I used to call myself this, you're a fat idiot or you're a fat fuck and nobody cares about you. You're disgusting. You're obese. Look at you. Look at your man boobs. Look at your flaps. These are things, by the way, that I used to, I used to say this to myself. I used to say this stuff to myself. I had a scar, a friend of mine made a joke about a stretch mark. I had stretch marks on, on my side because I was, and this is as a kid, I was a child. I was about 12 years old. He was joking, didn't mean anything by it. We were making fun of each other as we always do, but he made fun of that stretch mark. And honestly, it broke my heart. I was so hurt by it. I even told him about it and he was mortified. We were kids and he was mortified when I told him and he never did it again. And, um, and that really scarred me because, you know, I understand that if they were growing, you know, you kind of get stretch marks. They were like growing stretch marks. I, I kind of shot up and, and I did put on weight as well. So it was due to, to, to the weight, but through, you know, teenage years growing up when I was really fluctuating with, with my weight, I, it, I, that was a reminder for me. You know, I used to look at the scars. I used to look at them and, and feel ashamed and feel embarrassed. So these things are, are normal, but it's also the understanding that success is there too. It's not always a failure. And it's not just the most important thing is how you speak to yourself, which we'll get to. But psychological factors around this stuff is a huge factor as to why you gain weight and become obese. Looking at these things is the primary reason why you are obese today. If you're obese today, the psychological factors is the number one cause. There is a root cause. There is a root problem. And you know this yourself. You will know this. It may not be just one. There may be many because due to one, it goes untreated and then it becomes something else. We experience something else and then something else. And then we then start telling ourselves negative things about who we are. And we're just in that spiral, that negative spiral that just never, ever, ever ends. And it's so important to be aware of that and understand that it's okay for you to go and ask for help to get the psychological help, somebody that can help you to look at the root cause of this stuff so you can understand what it is and you can take positive action in order to start changing the mind. Once you start to change that mindset and you can retrain the mind, you can do things to, to help you to look at food in a different way, to start to put the plans, which I will get to in how you can overcome obesity. We'll get to it very shortly. And you will really start to see a change because at the moment, all of the traumas, everything that you're experiencing, it is unfortunately that vicious cycle that never ends. It's a vicious cycle that never ends. And if you're obese, you know exactly what I mean. And I remember that. I remember this vicious cycle that never, never ended. And the amount of times I used to get told off, I used to get made fun of. My family made fun of me once when I was young because I was short and fat. I didn't think I was going to be very tall. I mean, I'm 5'11". So, you know, it, I'm not, you know, the most giant of of man, but I'm 5'11". I'm, you know, above average. So I'm, you know, I shot up. But when I was little, when I was younger, 
in kind of was like 11, 12, I was really short and my family are all very short. So I thought it was just going to be short as well. But my family, uh, one of my aunties made fun of me once again, joking, didn't mean anything about it, but it, it really affected me. It left a sky, became a bit of a trauma for me where she, she, um, she thought that I was going to, she saw me in my thirties. Well, she didn't see me. She, she thought that this is who I was going to turn out to be, that I was going to be in my thirties, short and fat, eating, you know, pizza and drinking beers, uh, on one of those reclining sofas. And, uh, it's far from the truth. If you've seen me on video, that is definitely not me today. Thank goodness. But it really did affect me. It really affected me emotionally. And and as a little boy, who wants to be told that by anybody, let alone somebody in your family? So, you know, these things do, do leave a scar. And it is important to be aware that if these things have happened to you, okay, go look at that stuff. Go work through those traumas. Make sure that you're putting in all the action to help you. And again, we'll get through that, but I'm giving you some things now. And then the most important thing, move away from victim into victor and stop, start to take action. Stop making excuses for things and start to take positive action. You have the free will and it is 110% your responsibility and your accountability to what you put into your mouth moving forward. Lack of sleep. Inadequate sleep or poor sleep quality can disrupt hormonal regulation, leading to increased appetite and cravings for high calorie foods or very sugary foods. Sleep deprivation also affects energy levels, reducing physical activity. Sleep is so important, so important. And 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 it, interesting, the, the notes that I made on here and I wanted to bring up about high calorie foods, the one thing I see obese people drinking, and honestly, it just, oh, it turns my stomach because I used to do it myself. So I'm not, I'm not shaming or blaming, but it's the, it's the, uh, and I see kids and the kids are getting younger and younger now. They're drinking these, um, these energy drinks. That stuff is poison. And I'm not even exaggerating. That shit is poison. Stop drinking that stuff, especially that Prime, Red Bull, all of that stuff. That stuff is absolute poison. And honestly, it brings you nothing but pain. That stuff is not good for you in the short term, midterm, long term, in any form of term. But people use this because they're not getting enough sleep. So they need the sugar high and they drink one can, two cans streak. I've seen people drink like three to six cans a day of this stuff. And this stuff is not good for you. I cannot drum it enough. So if that's you, again, take responsibility and accountability. Watch, be mindful of the things that you are eating and you're you're consuming because when you get into the cycle of poor diet you know a sedentary lifestyle and then you've got your environmental factors your psychological factors look at these all of these things will then start to affect your sleep if you're one of these people that are eating junk all day every single day you go to bed late you're watching trash or you're gaming whatever it is that you're doing you're not consuming things that are healthy in any way you may think you are but you're not and if you're if your body isn't feeling like you want to jump for joy and that you've got you know a ton of energy you're not where you need to be 
That's the reality. And you can see that for yourself. If you're not running up the stairs, if you're not able to play in, you know, with your kids or go and run around, do football, rugby, whatever it is, MMA, whatever sports you like, or you just want to be able to move more, to be able to be more active and proactive, something's wrong, isn't it? You know, and these are the things I had to look at myself. And I and and I kind of keep bringing myself into, into this picture because I really want you also to realize the human part of, of, of me, you know, that I've struggled with this stuff. I get it. But I also understood and had to really understand that I had to stop making excuses. And it is all about the excuses. We make so many excuses for everything. And in the end, it just becomes one of these things where we're like, oh, but, you know, but this and but that. There is no buts. When you make a, a clear, conscious decision to change something, you will change it. And you'll do whatever it takes to do it. Whatever it takes to do it. So social economic factors, social economic status can impact obesity rates, limited access to affordable, nutritious foods and resourceful resources for physical activities in low-income areas can contribute to obesity. I get it to a certain degree. I didn't grow up rich by any means. I grew up, if you live in the UK, I grew up in a council estate. When I grew up in Brazil, we were very, very poor. And for those who are not in the UK or in Brazil, um, if you're in the US, which I have US listeners, I grew up in poverty. Effectively, I grew up very poor and that is not an excuse. My family still made a conscious decision to buy healthier foods like rice, beans, where we could buy fish or chicken. Uh, when we could have meat, we'd have meat and we'd buy vegetables and cook things fresh. It is not an excuse. It is not an excuse now, especially nowadays where you can buy frozen vegetables. You can buy good quality things that are not expensive. So it is not an excuse. There are no excuses for not eating a healthier diet. Sure, you're not going to be lavishing. And if you want to eat meat, Get minced meat. Minced meat is not expensive. And you can make so many, you can make meatballs, you can make burgers, you can cook incredible food with, with mince. So it's an excuse. And there are different types of mince. You know, you've got beef mince, you've got turkey mince, you've got lamb. There are so many different types. And you can still get fairly decent quality stuff. And you can even get frozen mints as well. Just make sure, you know, the, the quality standards are, are there a little bit. So look, I think sometimes we get into, you know, into, into these negative spots, these negative times, these negative experiences in life that we don't see that actually we can live a really healthy life. We can still go out. And even if your social economic status is, you know, you have a low income, go run around a block, go run around a park. You can go and do laps. You can do sprints. There are no excuses. You have a body. You can do push-ups, sit-ups, squats. You do those strings. You can do 10 of each. And then repeat that 10 times. That's 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats. You do that every single day or three to four times a, a week. 
your body's going to change and then go for a run 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever you can do, and then just build it up over time. There are no excuses, no excuses. And I did put this in here because, yes, I do understand that you're not going to have, you know, full access to, to these things, but they have also become an excuse. It has also become an excuse because there are certain foods which you can buy. And by the way, I compare sometimes the junk food compared to actually buying a bag of rice you can buy some you know like black beans or you know any other form of like lentils which is high in protein there are other forms of beans as well which you can consume you can buy vegetables you can buy frozen veg you can buy other veg and it is very reasonably priced or quite similar to to that junk that you're putting into your mouth so just change the way that you're you're eating. Change those eating habits and these small little changes, cutting out the processed stuff, especially the processed stuff, because that stuff is so poisonous to your body. A lot of the stuff that's in there, your body doesn't even know what it is. That's why it turns it straight into fat. There is no nutrients in there whatsoever. So be mindful around that stuff. So medication, certain medications such as antidepressants, antipsychotics and uh, uh, steroids. I, the, the word that I kind of wrote down because I was doing some research, I copy pasted something and it basically is a steroids um, may contribute to weight gain. So that is very true. There are some side effects uh, caused by medication. And there are some people who are on certain types of medication, which may cause weight gain. Now, have a look at how you can manage what you're eating in order to compensate that. Making sure that you are getting out where you can, that you are still being physically active. But I do understand that, you know, there are certain medications that um, aren't good for you. Now, here's my thing. When you're eating a healthy diet and you're healthy in mind, body and spirit, you won't need those medications. And I used to be, I had antidepressants before I've been given those pills. I've been given other medication as well for different things. And I don't take anything now, anything whatsoever, because once I started moving, once I started eating healthy, once I started fueling, fueling my body, for it to function the best that it can. I didn't have to, to, to take anything because the reason why a lot of people have to take these medications and look, I'm, I'm using the ones that I wrote down. It's like antidepressants, antipsychotics, you know, and, and there are kind of other steroids. I get it. There is a medical reason and I'm not a medical doctor, but when you are in optimum health, you don't need these things why? Because you are in optimum health. But if you're obese and you're not looking after yourself, you're not going to be. But this is your body. Listen to this. The reason you are on all these medications, the reason your body is struggling and is suffering, because it's telling you, it's physically telling you through the pain, through the discomfort, through the problems, that everything that you're doing right now isn't right. You are not treating yourself in mind, body, spirit, how you should be. And you need to change that. 
because these pills all have some form of side effect. And often they have many and people go from one pill to another, to another, to another, to combat the next side effect, the next side effect, the next side effect. And now, especially when you go to doctors and GPs, they are just licensed drug dealers and they are more than happy now to just prescribe you a ton of pills or the 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 most mind-blowing one, which I saw on the news here in the UK, that they are going to be launching a, a jab, a vaccination to help you to supposedly overcome obesity. Honestly, that is, it, it, my mind was blown. I was absolutely gobsmacked. And it was at the front of the newspapers, the big newspapers here in the UK. It was in the front of pretty much all of the newspapers. But what blows my mind even more is how on earth are we not promoting? I know why, but I want you to understand why. Why are they not promoting healthy living? Everything that goes on TV, social media, these newspapers, all of these media outlets, it's all about fear. It's all about promoting junk, any form of junk for your mind, junk for the body, junk for the spirit, everything to make you feel like absolute crap. And then what they do is they promote these vaccinations like this obesity one that you can lose weight. There are no miracle drugs. They do not exist without some form of side effect or something very bad that can potentially happen to you. So God forbid, none of you that are listening to this, take this and actually take and do the hard work in order to get yourself healthy in mind, body, spirit. Because yes, it does take work. There is no easy way out of all of these things. Believe me, trust me, there isn't. And I've seen people that have had tummy tucks and they've had their stomach shrunk and they've had all sorts of things, but they did not deal with the root cause of the problem and they became obese again. And in that time, even worse. So there is no magical pill. There is no magical uh, um, medication. There is no magical vaccination. There is no magical operation. It's you. You have to do the work in over to overcome this. It's you. You have to do the work in over to overcome this. So finally, let's then get to the the... The good stuff, the good stuff. So medical conditions. So certain medical conditions like uh, hypothyroidism, uh, uh, PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome, and hormonal imbalances. It's so much easier when I'm writing this stuff and I'm actually saying it in my head. And when I try to say it out loud, I always fumble. So apologies, but hopefully you got it can make weight management more challenging and increase the risk of the risk of obesity. So again, yes, I do understand that. But it is also looking at why are we having such medical conditions? And if you look at who these medical conditions often happen to, and I'm looking at a big spectrum, so not just the things that I mentioned here, look at somebody who's optimally healthy, who eats a healthy diet, he's healthy in mind, body, spirit, he and she, and then look at somebody who isn't. Who do you think goes to the doctors more often? Who do you think spends more time 
at the doctors, getting these pills, getting these jabs, getting these prescriptions, getting these medications, suffering from these conditions. It's all about the nutrition. When you are obese, when you are at that level, your body is going to suffer and you are putting major, major, major strain on your body, on your mind, on your heart, on your joints, because your body isn't made to carry all of that weight. So it is really, really important for you to understand. That's why I wanted to outline all of these nine points you know, for, for you to see that these are the root causes of obesity. So let's take a look at how to overcome obesity, because I never like to end things on a negative note. I always like to end things on a positive. So I always want to give you something that you can take away. Now, with everything that we discussed, healthy eating, I've mentioned this before. So it's just about adopting a balanced and nutritious diet that includes a variety of fruits, vegetables, meat, fat, not sugar. But some people may, and some people have asked me, well, Alex, you know, fruits have sugar. Don't juice anything. When you're going to eat food, eat it whole. Eat the fruits as as they're meant to be eaten. Because... Your body processes the the glucose, the, the the sugars in different ways. It processes that as as carbohydrates, and not as uh, actual sugar. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it is really important that you understand, like when you're eating these foods, having a healthy, balanced diet daily, and however you like to eat. I often eat, especially now, twice a day. I do intermittent fasting. So I, because I put the kids down, I usually finish eating about eight, eight thirty, And then I don't eat again until probably about 12, one o'clock. And I go training before that. And then I come home, have a meal, and then I'll eat again in the evening. And I might have a, like a high protein uh, snack kind of in between, depending, you know, how, if I've trained and I need to get my my protein intakes up. But these things are, are really, really important. Reduce consumption of processed foods. If you can, eliminate it completely. Eliminate it completely. You do not need to eat this junk. It is junk. And as we're seeing it, 70%, 70%, I believe in the UK and in the US, I just saying it blows my mind. You know, people are obese now. It used to be about, you know, when it kind of got to 50, I was like, oh, bloody hell, this is worrying. And now almost 70% of people in the, around the world, I'm actually going to, let's have a look. Obesity percentage in the UK This is about 30%. Yeah, it says it's coming up to about 30%. Okay, so I was wrong. So let's say about 30%, but still 30% of people in the UK. Ah, here we go. Actually, I've just found it on a UK government's website. It actually says here, so 63.5% of adults, people aged 18 and over, were overweight or living with obesity, up from 62.8% the previous year. So this is 2021. So 2020 was 62.8. 72% of adults 
from black ethnic uh, groups were overweight or living with obesity, the highest percentage out of all the ethnic groups, 37.5% of adults from Chinese ethnic groups were overweight. And then compared to 2016, so as you can see here, as you can see here, year on year on year on year, it has increased. It went from just over 50% to now, let's kind of round it off, you know, so 72% and then kind of 63. So yeah, we're kind of looking at about 60, 70%, you know, obesity rate and, that's disturbing. That's seriously, seriously disturbing. You know, that we are uh, an obese nation. How on earth are we meant to be looking after our children? How are we educating our children, especially if we are obese? Our children look up to us. Our children see our habits and they copy us. So, if you are overweight and you're obese, you are teaching your children that this is normal. And you know, as well as I do, that it's not. So this is where it's important to make sure that you have those eating, those healthy eating habits. And you're also getting regular um, physical exercise. Just go out once a day, go for a walk and just moderate walk, start to do a little jog. And obviously, if you are massively obese, just move, move for 30 minutes every day. That's all you have to do. And you will start to see a reduction in fat. You will start to lose weight if you're combining that with healthy eating. Now, everything I bullet point here is not that you do one or the other is you eat healthy. You move every single day. And then you have to change your behavior. So behavior modification because of the way that you're thinking right now, this is affecting your emotionally eating, portion controls, mindful eating. These things are so important, you know, and seek support. Look for a health coach. Look for a nutritionist, somebody that can help you to be able to to help you to put these things in place that you can then have somebody to hold you accountable because to begin with, and for a while, it's hard to be accountable to yourself because you know you can cheat. But if you have a coach that will kick your butt and put you in your place when you're not doing what you've committed to doing, it is really, really important. But also understanding that changing that mindset changes the game. And once you start to kind of understand the benefits, and this is why I've outlined everything that I've outlined. These are things that when I work with other people, I always go through this, get people to understand the reasons why, understand the root of the cause of the problem, why you're obese, and then look at these things, look at this to be able for you to then do everything you can to overcome it. And not in a short term, in the long term for the rest of your life. Because once you change those behaviors, that behavior then gets cemented. And what you're then doing is you're building strong healthy foundations in mind, body, and spirit. So create a support system. Surround yourself with a supportive network of family, friends, or weight loss support groups. Now, I don't mean weight watchers or anything like that because they their stuff, again, is just pumped full of sugar. And yes, I've seen that some people have lost weight through those and fair play to you. If it works for you, I commend you. If you're doing the work, if you're doing some of these things and you're trying things that are working for you, Listen, I am always happy and I always support people who are trying and they are succeeding. Because for me, 
I didn't all of a sudden think, oh, wow, this carnivore way of eating is going to help me. And if I eat some fruit, if I eat, you know, little veg, little to none veg, I don't really eat many veg at all. My diet is pretty much, as I said, all meats, eggs, healthy fats, raw milk, raw honey, fruits. And then every now and then I might have some some veg if we're having a roast or something like that. So, but do have a support system. Like I said, a community work with a coach, whether it's in a group or on an individual basis, because it's so good to have that encouragement, the accountability, that motivation, or even if it's just amongst family and friends, you know, if you're in a family that are obese and you all want to lose weight, hold each other accountable, set those goals together and really work with each other to, you know, to, to reach your goals, because you will really thank yourself, not just in a way that you feel you know, in mind, body, and spirit, but emotionally, your self-confidence, your ability to move, and also life longevity. You're giving yourself anything between 5, 10, 20, 30 years, who knows, even more, you know, if you're young. So really give yourself um, that chance, that opportunity, because you, you deserve it. You know, you deserve it. You truly do. Set realistic goals. Set achievable and realistic weight loss goals. Aim for gradual and sustainable weight loss, typically one to two pounds a week. Repeat the weight loss and then just keep maintaining it. Start to look at the things that work for you. What worked for me to lose fat is exactly where I am now. And also to hold muscle. I've done vegan for four years. I was veggie before. I tried all sorts of different diets. None of them really worked for me. I got benefits from them, but I also suffer with, you know, with irritable bowel syndrome or IBS. So I had a lot of bloatedness, a lot of gas, and it was, it just, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel the best that I could feel. I always knew that this was not it for me. It helped me, but also I wasn't getting the nutrients. I wasn't getting the minerals. I wasn't getting the vitamins that I needed. So I was craving and I was craving a lot of sugar, processed foods, things that I shouldn't be eating. And, um, But now, as I said, you know, this for me has worked incredibly. So make sure you set those goals. And how I work with clients is to set a long-term goal. So whether that's six months to a year, often a year, I work with clients on a long-term basis. So we set a year goal. We then break that down. So we then work backwards to the day. So we go long-term, mid-term, short-term, and we start to break those goals down. And then we go into the month. And then we go into the week and then we go into the day and every single day you're working to your weekly goal and then you work into your monthly goal and into your midterm, long-term goals. It's such an effective way to work because when you're doing this, you can also then chop and change. You can be flexible. You can tailor. And once you're looking at your long-term goal, if you're thinking, God, I'm going to smash that, actually, you know, if you're looking at it in three months and you think, oh my God, I've lost, you know, a whole 12 pounds, you know, I lost a whole stone. I lost 10 kilos. You're, you're killing it. Okay. So what do you want to do next? You know, how do you want to change? You want to maintain, where do you want to go? And it's just about adapting, but make sure you have a realistic goal, a goal that you can follow every single day. Because if you don't, if you're just plucking things out of the air, when times get tough, you get stressed at work, something happens in your personal life, you're going to give up. You're going to give up. Or if you're traveling, you're going to give up because it's so easy to do. If you don't have a goal, it's easy. Monitor your process. 
if you're trying to lose weight, monitor your process. Now, there are um, uh, apps that you can track your progress, your food intake, your physical um activities your weight changes your water intake you can journal all of these things there are mobile apps online tools there are so many different things that you can use even now i still use it i'm not you know obsessed with it but what i've done and what i do is when i need to check something i need to just check in see where i am am i getting enough protein especially especially when i'm training and i want to make sure that i'm holding on to the muscle that i'm building i need to hit a certain number of protein uh, every single day. And I want to make sure that I'm doing that. So what I do is I track, I just have it on my phone. I track it every single day. And when I'm like, okay, this is kind of, because, because I'm consistent, I'm consistent in what I eat. My food is very consistent. Then I always like to make sure that it's there. So if you're losing weight, it is so important for you to, to do that because you then start to kind of understand. And it's, Often or not, it's very simple. When you're looking at nutrition, it's calories in, calories out. If you're exercising, then you're going to be burning more calories. So you can consume adequate amount of calories. Now, if you're losing weight, you always want to make sure that you're in that calorie deficit. But you want to make sure that your protein's high because protein helps you to curb hunger. And also it helps you to hold on to your, your muscle. It's really, really important. So always make sure that, you know, high protein, high fats. And then if you want to get those healthy carbohydrates, you can do it with, you know, uh, fruits and vegetables as well. So seek professional help. Consult a professional, whether it's a coach, nutritionist, dietitian, and have that conversation. Get them to guide you, get them to write you a plan, you know, and Go to someone that you can trust. Go to someone that's not going to give you the easy route out. They're just going to get you out of the door. Here, take these pills. Here, take this vaccine. Here, do this. Absolutely not. Go to someone that understands nutrition, the holistic way that can guide you, that can take you through exactly what you need to do to put the steps every single day to help you set those goals so you can set your 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 eating habits, your training routines. You've got all of these things dialed in and you can follow them. And then you can, you've got somebody that you can go in and check your progress. As you're checking your progress, you can then start to, to really then continue tailoring to your needs. So make sure you go and see someone, but avoid at all costs any doctors or professionals that want to pump you full of pills. So address underlying medical conditions. If obesity is associated with underlying medical conditions like hormonal imbalances or thyroid disorders, seek appropriate medical treatment to address these conditions alongside your lifestyle changes. As I said, a lot of people, including myself, I struggled when I was overweight and it's one of these things that for me, um, it was hard to have to go to the doctors and they want to pump you full of pills because I was stressed, depressed. I was an addict. I was addicted to everything, food, drugs, alcohol, sex, porn, you name it. And it all comes together. It all comes together. And I, you know, kept wondering why I'm struggling all the time. And I was also lying. I did lie as well. We have to be honest, have to be completely honest. So make sure that if, if there are issues that you listen, that you are honest, 
that you talk about these things openly, honestly, vulnerably, so you can get and you do get the appropriate and adequate help in order to help you to overcome your obesity. But if you see everything that I'm sharing here, everything links together. So make sure that you're putting that work in. Really make sure you do because you're going to benefit from it, I promise you. So get adequate sleep. We talked about lack of sleep. Six to eight hours a day, it's adequate enough. And But good quality sleep. And good quality sleep also comes with good quality nutrition. If you eat a good nutrition, a healthy, balanced diet, you will see that you sleep better. And when you sleep better, you feel better and you have more energy to move. And it's all in cycles. Everything is linked. How you feel in mind affects your body, affects your spirit. How you sleep affects your mind, your body, your spirit. What you stick into your mouth, your nutrition affects your mind, body, spirit. Understand these things. Once you understand this, you will see that as you're tailoring and as you're changing these things from the negative to the positive, you will see the changes and you will feel the benefits very quickly. So lastly from me, stay motivated and persistent. Overcoming obesity takes time and effort. Stay motivating, celebrate small achievements and be persistent, even if you face setbacks along the way. I faced many setbacks, many setbacks. So I'm not speaking here from my high tower of now being strong and healthy and saying, look at you, fatty. I'm talking from personal experience. I've had setbacks. I've been there myself and I've gone up and down with my weight. But what I found, which has worked for me, has been this way of eating, which I've mentioned, eating the meats, the fats, the eggs, the fruits, the honey, the raw milk, anything that it's that comes from the earth, anything that is not processed has helped me massively to put on muscle, to hold on to muscle, to lose fat. You want to lose fat, you need to eat fats. You need to eat proteins. It's the complete opposite to what people tell you. It's the complete opposite to what the media tells you. This whole thing, as I've continued to discover, is a complete lie. Everything they tell you is a lie. Everything which is low sugar or no sugar or fat-free, that stuff is poisonous. You want to eat anything. Make sure that it's full fat, the healthy fats. Make sure that you're getting, if you're going to buy milk, full fat milk where you can. If you have a local farmer, go find out whether they do raw milk, which is unpasteurized milk. People demonize it and companies will demonize it because it costs them because what they do and people say, oh, I'm lacto intolerant. I was lacto intolerant. I couldn't drink the milk here. It completely butchered my stomach. Ice cream completely butchers my stomach. We found this local place to us that sells raw milk, unpasteurized milk. I went and we got five pints, I think is kind of how we started. And I said to my wife, I'm going to drink a whole pint of it. And I filled a pint glass with raw milk and I just drank the whole thing. It is incredible. It is so tasty. There is nothing wrong with it. It does nothing to you. And my stomach was absolutely fine. Why? Because the pasteurizing process, the way that they heat the milk and they remove everything and then they put only some things together, that's what causes the um, the lack of breakdown in the sugars 
that we're supposed to break down. So again, we're putting these alien things into the body. The body doesn't know how to digest it because it's not its full form. It's not what it's meant to be. It's been processed. And because it's been processed, your body cannot digest some of this stuff, which is why so many people are supposedly lacto intolerant. Drink raw milk, unpasteurized milk, and you will see the difference. You will see the difference. And if you want to fix your stomach problems, I did a carnivore diet, just pure carnivore diet for 30 days. And it completely reset everything for me. It was incredible. Meat, salt, water, that's it. And it changed everything for me, changed everything for me. And then slowly, because I don't want to eat meat for the rest of my life, I thought it was just, I I did think it was a little bit too boring for me because I'm not, you know, I, I like to have some sweet things every now and then. And I introduced fruit. I introduced fruit. I love kefir yogurt, honey, raw honey, not the the processed stuff again. And honestly, it's incredible. Cannot recommend it enough. If you want to find out more, let me know. I have a six-week plan, which I can share with you. You can take part. You can do it yourself, or I can coach you. There is a meal plan. There is an exercise plan. Everything is there, and I will add the link to it so you can go and check it out. Follow me on social media, connect with me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, Facebook at Alex De Silva, and also go to my website, alexdesilva.co.uk. And as always, you are incredible and I love you unconditionally. Have an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being part of this community. Share, like, subscribe, get this message out to as many people as possible, because when you do, it helps more and more people to see this. That's the reason why I ask. And I love and thank you for your support. See you again very soon.